IV Coaches presents. Morning, Anahita. Thank you very much for coming and for your time. More than welcome. <laughs> okay, so tell us about yourself. Uh, how long have you been here? What do you do? So 14 years ago, I left my home country, Ireland, um, because I wanted to experience what it was like to live in different countries, experience mm -hmm. kind of more diverse backgrounds. And um, I haven't looked back. So 11 countries later, so I've lived and worked um, in 11 different countries. Wow. And um, in, in those different countries, of course, there were different learnings, flavors, um, from a personal note, but also from a career point of view. So some of the countries um, that really took me out of my comfort zone were Brazil, South Korea, Maldives, um, and the U.S., um, but I was really looking for a place that um, that I could kind of put down roots for a while. And then Dubai came onto my horizon. So for the past nine years, I've lived in Dubai wow. and um, have really kind of had a fantastic time on a personal note, but also career point of view. Um, so my background is in academics. Mm -hmm. So I have had a few management positions in, a, in an organization called Holt International Business School. Right. And then I moved into the corporate world um, to work for the Emirates Group. And now I'm working for myself. So um, I work as a professor, corporate trainer and learning and development consultant in Dubai. So, I mean, working with 200 over 200 nationalities for me um, really is kind of, it appeals to my my passion for learning about different cultures. Um, so Dubai has been very good to me. Um, and on a personal note, I met my husband here and we're just about to have our first child in January. Wow. So Dubai will always have a spe special place in my heart. Thank you. Okay, congratulations. Yeah. So what kind of trainings do you, how do you work with organizations? How do you help them? So... Because my background is in education and HR, um, I, I come from a unique standpoint in that I see the cutting edge kind of research that's happening in academia, but then I can also apply that to the corporate world, um, which is not always an easy feat, right. but it's understanding really how this research is important to kind of shape these new um, changes happening in the, in the business landscape. So what I normally do is meet with the learning and development heads or directors or the heads of HR in an organization and really look at what their training needs are, um, kind of what's, what their challenges are, what they're, what they're facing in terms of um, kind of a lack of skills from, from their employees, but also how, um, how I can help them to kind of move the needle and kind of affect their bottom line in a positive, in a positive standpoint. So my goal is always to um, set their people up for success in terms of learning and skills, but then also impact the uh, the bottom line for the organization and give a um, return on investment. Right. Could you just elaborate on how do you do that usually? Like, what's your approach? Yep. How do you help them? Uh, how do you help the organization develop that uh, base? Yep. So there's two different ways I can do it. So I do have like an off-the-shelf um uh, workshops that I can kind of implement from tomorrow right. that I've developed um, based on this academic research, but also applying it into the corporate world. Um, so I have kind of different 
different workshops such as creating a coaching culture, uh, getting things done in a lean environment, um, leadership skills in general, but looking kind of more focused on positive psychology and organizational behavior. Um, but then when when there is a kind of a, a need to go a bit deeper into that and to really figure out, okay, what are the, uh, the needs of an organization? I can do it in, in different ways from looking at the, the training needs mm-hmm. analysis, um, either doing that for them, a training needs analysis, or working with the uh, HR managers to kind of deep dive into, okay, what were the key takeaways from, say, the performance appraisals, succession planning meetings, um, what, what did these people need and kind of what are the gaps? And then everything from helping them through that process to then creating a training plan or a set of workshops um, to kind of uh, to help them with those challenges. Right. Okay. Uh, you have also done some work on the mindfulness skills yeah. for the employees. Uh, first of all, there are two questions, basically. One, uh, would you define what you mean with mindfulness skills for employees? And the second one is why organizations need to care about their employees' mind- mindfulness skills? Yeah, I mean that's a very good question. Um, traditionally, mindfulness has been has has been kind of fluffy, seen as something fluffy or nice to have, but in fact, um, C-suite leaders and senior management are now seeing that it has a huge impact on the productivity and wellness of their employees, but also on the the bottom line for the for the organization. I mean, if their people are happy, if their people are, um, you know, they're achieving wellness at work, if they feel like they're valued, um, if they're engaged in their work, um, then that's going to have real benefits for an organization. But I think before we look at what the benefits are for an organization, it's really important to look at what the, um, the impact it can have on an organization if they don't think about prioritizing it. So there's a huge amount of research emerging on how presenteeism, lack of focus, burnout, and just overall disengagement of employees can really um, be a huge issue for an organization. And it's, it's, um, stress can have a huge impact on people's, um, sense of belonging to an organization right. but also then on what they their output right. um, but again understanding what the the negative aspects of it I think are key to then looking at well how how does this then add value in an organization and I think if this mindfulness practice is applied in in the right way it can really help to um just improve decision making, communication. Um, it can kind of alleviate the sense of stress that comes from right. working in a very dynamic, lean environment, which is very prevalent today, and giving people the kind of tools to make decisions um, when they're not kind of in in a high stress right. kind of mode, and then kind of being a bit more rational and proactive about these stressors. So basically, it's developing skills to be in the present and on point yep. and focus on the problem and what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, sure. So in spite of like being stressed or being like uh, not yeah. engaged. Absolutely. With yeah. the work. Okay. Thank you very much for the insight and uh, thanks for being here. 
Thank you. More than welcome. Thank you so much, Anita. Thank you.